and all the time until I got the key, I was just grinding bots offline because it's all I could do. Like looking back, fighting bots isn't like a glorious, amazing experience. But for me, I was still having a blast. So that's kind of the crazy part for me is despite not even playing like actual players, I was still having a really good time. That's kind of a good indicator that you have a solid game on your hands. Welcome to Brahalla Origins. On this show, I interview notable members of the Brahalla community to talk to them about how they found Brahalla and progress to how involved they are with the community today. On today's episode, I interviewed Stefanofru. He's a content creator known for creating some of the most memorable and funny montages and YouTube content for Brahalla. Brahalla Origins is presented by Brawl Academy. Brawl Academy will provide the most advanced and detailed courses and coaching specifically meant for helping beginner level players get to Diamond. Brawl Academy is currently in a closed private beta and expected to launch to the public in early 2024. But if you want help quickly, Replay reviews and coaching are now available. Sign up over at brawlacademy.com for more info. And with that, on with the show. Stefanofro, welcome to Brawlhalla Origins. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So the point of this show is we bring members from the community on to then ask them about their history and sort of their background in Brawlhalla, how they got started, where they came from, how they got to kind of where they are today. Um, so I just kind of want to start from the beginning with you. Uh, so my first question for you today is, how did you find Brawlhalla? Um, oh boy. How, did you, how did you get into the game? And uh, what, what kind of started this whole journey for you? Um, so I'm sure like a handful of people. Um, I was just looking for like a Smash clone. <laughs> okay. So I literally went to Google and it's just like Smash clones for PC, basically. And... Like this was around, so like 2015 um, is when I started the game, around like August or so. Mm -hmm. And um, Smash 4 was like super popular at the time, uh, it, like on the Wii U. And I did not have a Wii U. On one hand, I'm kind of glad I didn't get one since the console kind of flopped, but that's beside the point. <laughs> but the thing is, I always loved Smash Brothers, like Smash Brothers Brawl and stuff. I mm -hmm. loved that game on the Wii. And I had a friend who had Melee and it was like one of my favorite games. Something I would do is I would set all the bots to level nine, put them on a team and then fight them. Nice. <laughs> Just because I didn't have an online connection. I couldn't play with other people and my siblings didn't really play the game either. Like when Smash 4 came out, I couldn't get it. So I, I Googled smash clone and then i found like little tidbits here and there about some new free-to-play flash game that was a platform fighter on pc and i was like okay since this is literally the only option i i have to try that and so i went to the brohalo website and unfortunately it was closed beta so i couldn't get in so i had to give them my email and wait for a response and like a respectable human being i waited patiently except that's a lie <laughs> I, I I pirated Brawlhalla. It's oh. a free-to-play game, I know, but I pirated it because I was so eager. I was like, I gotta try this. It's a free game anyways. I want to play this game. And so I found it like on some sketchy website and I was like, okay, yes, I get to play it. And you know how some people, they play the game and they play it for like 5, 10, 15 minutes or something. And they're like, all right. This is it. I'm I'm done. I've had my fill. Sure. Well, for me, that wasn't the case at all. Like for me, it was instant. 
I just like was instantly hooked onto the game. Oh, wow. And I, I did the same thing like with the Smash Brothers. I would get all the bots I could. Um, unfortunately, you couldn't put that many bots on a single team. <laughs> so I would just set them to the hardest difficulty and I'd try to knock them all out. And since I, <laughs> since I pirated the free-to-play game, I couldn't go online or anything. So I just had to wait for the online stuff. But in all the time until I got the key, I was just grinding bots offline because it's all I could do. Like looking back, fighting bots isn't like a glorious, amazing experience. But for me, I was still having a blast. So that's kind of the crazy part for me is despite not even playing like actual players, I was still having a really good time. That's kind of a good indicator that you have a solid game on your hands if it can be fun, even without like other player interaction or something. Right. Um, so I was playing versus all the bots offline and... Um, then finally I got my key and because I was <laughs> practicing so much offline, I was just like destroying everybody from the get go uh, online. And so like I was just instantly one of the, I guess, better players in right. some ways, just because I know it had really been practicing. Everybody was terrible at the game because it was like brand new. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, basically that's that's how I found the game by just like googling Smash clone. That's amazing. <laughs> I've never heard of anyone pirating Brawlhalla before. That is that is probably I mean, you, it, it wouldn't like it's a free game, so you can't really pirate it. But in that in exact that scenario, yeah, right? It's yeah, you can. <laughs> All right, well, show's over. You officially have the most interesting origin, I think, of anybody. <laughs> unless somebody else comes nice. in and says nice. they also pirated the game. That's <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so, as you, as you kind of, like, got deeper into the game, at some point you got kind of into YouTube and content creation. What was kind of, like, right. the... The progression for that, like, like, did you do YouTube before Brawlhalla or did you do YouTube because of Brawlhalla? Like, what? how did you kind of get started there? Um, so more of the second one, I kind of did YouTube because of Brawlhalla. Okay. So all my life, um, I never really did video stuff necessarily, uh, but I was always kind of good with, like, techie things, like making things. Um, mm -hmm. I remember, like, in second grade... I, or maybe it was first grade, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> I created this PowerPoint for my teacher. She didn't ask for it, but it was like about the planets or something. And I had all the good stuff. I had all the animations, all the transitions, <laughs> all the clickable buttons. And I was so excited to show her. And she's like, oh, yeah, I can definitely use this for the class. That never happened. But I feel like that's kind of where that started was just, I wanted to in some ways impress people with mm. what I could create. And so I just like pushed to do that. And then how the whole YouTube thing came to being is I remember I was really invested in Brawlhalla. So like back to the whole 2015, I was loving the game and all that. And I saw, I kind of would credit it to two people, to be honest. Um, and I don't think anybody will know these people, these players' names. Uh, one was, I think turtle galaxy um i saw they made a montage on brawlhalla and i thought it was really cool 
But at the same time, I was like, I kind of feel like I can do better. <laughs> How long has it been since Turtle Galaxy made content? Because that's actually a name that even oh, I don't man. recognize. It was, oh man, it's been a long time, like 2016 or something. I okay. don't even know if their videos are still up. Wow. Um, I think okay. it was, I'm pretty sure it's Turtle Galaxy. Um, but yeah, I, I saw their video and I, I kind of wanted to one-up them in a way because I was like, uh, this is really an interesting video, but I do want to kind of take it a step further. And so I wanted to like add jokes, editing, and mm -hmm. like all these cool clips and stuff. And mind you, this was, this is 20, I think 17 or something mm -hmm. um, when I was making videos. And it was a diamond montage, but diamond back then is like silver today, if not worse. Uh, yeah, so, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, those clips were like, I would be playing FFA and I'd throw a spike ball and that would be the whole clip. <laughs> <laughs> it, but, is, it is very different now than it used to be. Yeah, it, it, it is so different now. Now you have people hitting like 32 hit combos and stuff. It's insane. Um, but yeah, so that was the diamond montage. And um, this isn't the second person, but I kind of wanted to model it after uh, Little Z, who, like I said, uh, around that same time, Smash 4 was popular and Little Z was making montages on YouTube about Smash Brothers. And um, they all, they were kind of meme-tages. So they were uh, entertaining, but they also had a couple jokes in there and memes. And so mm -hmm. that's kind of where my direction was going. But the other person that kind of like inspired my playstyle in some way was Car Matrix, which is a name that very few people in the community will know only like the og og people like jellyfish or maybe like crocky or something might know this name okay um because you can't even find their videos anymore i don't think they're on youtube i think they had a reddit account i think that's down too but they were the first person i ever saw to use a weapon throw in a combo Okay. They were also the first person I ever saw to do D-Light ground pound on unarmed. And for me, I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> D-Light ground pound? I've never seen that. It bounced off the stage? What? So I was like losing my mind about that. And so I kind of want to implement that too, because um, it was literally just as simple as like unarmed stare into a weapon toss uh, spear throw that knocked out the enemy or something but i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna implement that or something into my gameplay just because it's cool and so i did <laughs> so yeah basically that was my start was kind of always making content and then i saw someone make a montage turtle galaxy i wanted to one-up them and then also kind of being inspired by uh car matrix okay who i i wish i knew what happened to them because they just like don't exist anymore but I yeah, guess, I mean like, that's yeah. a that's another name that I don't recognize, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, the, I I started way back, like way back. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, in, end of twenty sixteen, right after the first BCX was when I started. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So I had like a year up on you, so I was like uh, near the ending of twenty fifteen. So okay, yeah. I mean, if you if you pirated the closed beta, you had to be really early, right? <laughs> <laughs> right exactly exactly <laughs> um so 
you did a handful of montages. I'm going to be a fan for a moment and say that uh, <laughs> Stefanofro number three, I think, was probably the video that really got me like, like into your content because I loved that montage. That's like probably still <laughs> to this day one of my favorite Brahala montages. So. Um, day. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's the one that a lot of people tend to reference is that third one because yeah I, I put a lot into that one yeah i mean th the thing that i think makes a lot of your content to to my knowledge sort of unique is you put a a, a lot of effort into sort of like the comedy side <laughs> to it as well yeah like yeah. there you you have really good like comedic timing for the 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 videos that you put out and I think that's a lot, like a big part of what makes them really good and memorable and and fun to watch repeatedly, uh, in in my experience. Um, yeah, yeah, I've always liked like implementing just little jokes, and they're like when you least expect it, just hit someone out of the blue. And because like a lot of comedy comes from, like you said, timing, mm -hmm. and something being unexpected is a form of timing. Right. And as you know, like. Gen Z humor is just <laughs> random things happening like that you can't predict and yet somehow that is funny. Right. <laughs> and so there's a little element of that, like a little element of surprise to it. But also I kind of like to see how far I can take a joke or like um, even using like traditional, uh, like what stand-up comedians do. They have like callback humor mm, and stuff. Right. So um, one example is like the dear depression i like yeah hit that twice or three times and the the more you use it the more you have to like kind of flip it on its head or like um i don't know you want to get people to not quite to think they know what's coming but then subvert those expectations right. basically right <laughs> it's either you have so, to yeah, you I, have I to do... escalate or you have to do something like totally different or something yeah. exactly exactly so yeah, yeah, that's I, I love just implementing a bit of comedy there. But I will admit a part of that is because um so I tend to not really feel like the content itself is great. So <laughs> I use comedy and editing to try and compensate for that. And <laughs> the end result is like this weird amalgamation of like I guess cool clips, humor, and then editing because I'm just trying to compensate for all these different things at the same time. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So yeah, that's kind of why that that was implemented. Everything ends up being more than the sum of its parts. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think not all that long ago, you announced that you would be getting more into content creation again. Is that... I think you were like looking for some people right, to help out yeah. with that. So is that kind of your plan going forward is to do more Brahala content? Maybe not necessarily montages, but um, just kind of like mm -hmm. more content creation in general. Yeah. So um, for the longest time, I've been doing like everything by myself, like right. everything, which I guess a lot of fun creators do that. But yeah. uh, for me, it's like a lot of stuff. It's, I do the editing, I do the writing, I do like the lyrics, I do the singing, mm -hmm. I do the 3D modeling, I do the animation, I do the 
like there's so many different things the motion graphics the graphics design and i'm realizing you can't do everything yourself even if you can do everything yourself uh, yeah that doesn't mean you should be doing everything yourself because you, you spread yourself thin <laughs> it, it doesn't give you a whole lot of time to do yeah. anything else exactly and like it's an easy way to get burned out especially when you're having to do things that you're not as i guess naturally gifted as mm -hmm. at doing um but also just in terms of efficiency you can be far more efficient if you have a bunch of different like threads going at the same time rather right. than a single process like a single uh just one person like if you can have multiple assembly lines going at the same time kind of mm. working to a common goal it can make things go a lot faster or produce more things at once so right currently that is my goal is to expand that a little bit and i have the funny thing is <laughs> i haven't been playing much brawl lately because i'm trying to make content for brawl it sounds kind of <laughs> contradictory but like I've been preparing so many things in the process to get going and I have so many stuff lined up. I'm like really excited to get it all out eventually, yeah. very soon. <laughs> I, I totally get the not playing Brawl because you're making content for Brawl thing. Because <laughs> yes, that's kind of been yeah. happening to me recently too. It's like mm -hmm. I had, um, I released a, a, a Loki signature analysis video today that I wanted to release when Loki came out. And Brahalla threw us a curveball and mm. released him on Thursday instead of Wednesday of this week, like I expected. And so uh. I'm like scrambling to produce, like uh, to put together this video. And other other creators are much better at just like, all right, I'm going to go in training room and turn on the video and just talk about the signatures. And oh yeah, like, I'm terrible at that. <laughs> I'm I am absolutely awful at that. Like I have to like script oh, things yeah. in advance. I gotta yeah, go, no, that's me. <laughs> what, yeah, I have to like walk through like everything that I want to talk about. Like it's no, I'm I and so I ended up playing Loki just long enough to understand yeah. everything I needed to know about the signatures so that I could then write about them to make a script to produce a video. And it ended up taking five days because my attention was split between like seven different things. No, I totally get it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I feel that on a whole nother level like uh an example is like my artemis guide a lot of people they would so they would select artemis they'd go into training room and they'd talk for about like 20 25 minutes about artemis mm -hmm. and then they cut that down to 10 minutes for me though <laughs> uh, i'm like okay here's absolutely everything i've ever learned about this character all of her strengths let me just write it all out, make an hour-long script, edit <laughs> an hour-long video, make it as polished as I possibly can. And that does not take, like, 20 minutes to do. That no. takes, like, months. So, yeah, yeah I'm, like, very much on, a, on the other side of the spectrum when right. it comes to, like, being able to do things on the spot or, like off the cuff just like that <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm the same way and and i that that is a situation where i think it is really beneficial to have kind of like some more people in your corner that are helping out oh that yeah can do <laughs> oh yeah different parts of the production so that it's not just bottlenecked by what you're by doing. a single person doing everything yeah do you tend to <laughs> um 
So I guess historically, do you tend to like just do one video at a time or do you have like multiple things kind of running that you're kind of going between uh, to produce multiple videos at once? Um, so that's that's kind of another reason why I'm trying to get more people because I usually do try to focus on one video at a time. I'm a very, I can't multitask very well. I'm sure. very, I have like a sharp tunnel vision. I have to get this thing complete mm -hmm. and then I can move on to the next thing. Because if I don't, then it's like, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm making progress if too many things aren't actually being completed. Right. Um, so, yeah, I would say generally I focus on one thing. But the problem is I have a bunch of other ideas that occur when I'm making that one thing. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I want to make these things too, but I don't have the time for that. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's... That, that's kind of why I'm trying to expand things and focus on changing my approach this year gotcha. quite a bit. Okay. Do you have um, you have a rough idea of when you'll start kind of releasing content under this new plan? Um, I'm going to be trying to get some videos out around um, not BCX, but at least like in November is okay. my goal to start getting some of these videos out um but i do have like a handful of them that are currently just uh works in progress and mm. uh, i already have a couple people working on a few of them so yeah i'm aiming to get it started like in november okay that's awesome no i'm i am excited to see more content <laughs> so just, and I'm excited. I'm excited to do it. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, when I saw that you were looking for for help, I was like, okay, this is going to be awesome. So <laughs> I think that'll be cool. Um, so to change gears just a little bit um, and kind of mm -hmm. back up a bit as far as like sort of your journey and your progression, um, can you tell me like what kind of happened between? Because we talked a little bit about like the origins and we kind of talked a little bit about recently and a little bit about like montage making sort of like in the early days of YouTube. What right. what kind of happened in that sort of between period, like say 2018 to last year or so? Like what, what kind of stuff were you into kind of in that range of time? Just like in my life or specifically like in well, content yeah, or... and, and, I mean in the context of Brawlhalla like what kind of things were you focused on sort of um, oh. in, that, in that middle period because I know um, the last the, I know that uh, Stefano Throw mm -hmm. number 3 came out in the end of 2017 I believe and, yes and then and then the fourth one was like last year or something like that. I think. <laughs> yeah, there, there was, was like, like a, a huge gap. There. there was like a big gap there between like the two montages. And I know you made you were making like other kinds of content as well. Um, but is there mm -hmm. anything like specific that kind of jumps out in your mind as like this is kind of what the focus was for like what you were doing in, in kind of like that time period? Uh, the focus was like life and school and just getting things done. Sure, so sure. I had to put a lot of things on the back burner in terms of the content, which is kind of sad because like, I, I love making content. It's it's a lot of fun. It's really cool to just come up with an idea and do it. But a lot of time it just comes down to being busy with life, family, job, mm. and like schooling, all that kind of stuff. And so that was my main focus in terms of 
uh, my focus is on content, it goes all over the place. So I, I honestly don't really care what it is. It's just if I think it's a fun idea, whether mm -hmm. it's like a, a montage a parody or like just some random Google Translate video or something. I don't know <laughs> if it's something that sounds fun to do and I feel like I can execute it well, I'll I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> OK. And then you kind of on the more recent end, I want to say, maybe there was a bit of it before, but in the recent end, you've been kind of more getting involved in like music and singing and, and things like that. What's kind of the 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 timeline or sort of the progression there for how you got into doing that type of content as well? Um, so music as a whole, I have a pretty musical family family like my dad um he's a professional guitarist for example okay uh, my mom she used to sing um ironically enough i didn't really do a whole lot of music stuff growing up well i guess that's kind of a lie i was in choir for a lot of my school life <laughs> just because mm. i liked just because i liked to sing um but like with the on the content side of creating music i don't know I guess I just realized I like making music and I kind of want to keep doing it. <laughs> and so I just started working on more projects with more people and kind of trying to focus on actually doing it. And mm -hmm. once again, it kind of gets bottlenecked by the fact that life keeps me busy in other ways. But for the most part, yeah, I, I just wanted to make music. So I started doing it. And a lot of that there's a bit of a challenge in creating music because like if you're a singer, you can get away with just doing the singing. Mm -hmm. But if you're an independent artist, like a lot of people are, you have to know how to do a lot in the music sphere. And right. honestly, I, I know how to produce music and stuff, but I wouldn't consider it to be like a strength of mine. Okay. My strength tends to lie in like, writing the lyrics, singing the song, and then audio cleanup. Um, like I said, I can do the production, like production side of things, but I'm very much a perfectionist. So mm. I focus on the tiny, minute details that no one will ever hear or see, almost to like an obsessive degree that it like can sometimes stall momentum. And then I get like, a little bit exhausted or I get, I start, approaching that burnout so a lot of it is kind of trying to reframe my thinking and realize what is actually important and what isn't important in terms of the grand scheme of things which is something i'm still to this day working on <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I just wanted to make music basically and so i, I learned how to do it <laughs> nice well i was a big fan of the the unrelatable love song video i thought that was uh oh yeah i saw your tweet about like hey there's this brawlhalla creator who's making a song and i was like oh dude atrophius he likes a song this is this is the day this is one of the days of all time <laughs> <laughs> i thought you know, it was, i have yeah i thought it was oh, a yeah. really great song I, I i appreciate that there was a lot of me that went into it sure. actually i'll say for a lot of my content there is a ton 
<laughs> of me that goes into it. So that song was no exception. Nice. I mean, I think that's really kind of what a lot of the, boi the best content really boils down to is like it is kind of a, mm -hmm. a representation of the creator. So, yeah, yeah, I, I would agree on that. It's because people people like to feel something when they watch a piece of content or view right. or listen to something. They want to feel something, they want to feel like the human aspect and like in this year we have all sorts of like ai generation stuff and it can do a really good job at like imitating for instance mm -hmm. but in terms of like the bigger picture or like working towards a certain goal or like uh the human factor that kind of drives a storyline along ai just creates like a snapshot of what uh, that process might entail but a human actually has the whole process so they can convey an entire message through an image whereas an ai will just like make a representation of what it thinks uh, like a good image would look like right. i don't mean to get on like a tangent of ai but <laughs> <laughs> but like just the aspect of putting yourself into something people love to feel that human connection right basically right so uh, just to kind of transition from there, speaking of putting yourself into something. Oh, no. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's talk about... Uh, I know where this is going. <laughs> let's, let's talk about uh, the model. The, the, the Orion in the room, the, the elephant the, in the room. The, the Orion in the room, that's a good one. Um, where where did you kind of get the idea to, to put together the... I mean, is I mean, it's fair to call it a VTuber model at this point, right? Yeah, I, mean, I don't basically... like the term VTuber. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't, I never sought out to like be a VTuber necessarily. Sure. Um, but yeah, I guess to answer that question, like, is that I never meant to become one? It kind of was like I was working on Twitch content and. Um, well, I, I wasn't working on TwitchCon because I barely do content. I barely do anything. <laughs> but I wanted to, like, spice up the stream in some way. And I felt like it was lacking because prior to this, uh, I was basically just a little square profile picture in the corner mm. of the screen. Right. And it had a voice. And I realized nearly every successful Twitch creator, even, un like, un just any Twitch creator... It's almost mandatory these days to have a camera on sure. you to be able to like express yourself in some way. But um, as many people might know, I have not done a face reveal. And that's because I, I guess I prize anonymity. Sure. Because um, I think I hate, I hate to bring this accursed name into the into this video <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kidding by the way to anybody who happens to be a fan but dream sure dream had a face reveal so dream was wildly popular still is wildly popular and um had already like a giant community a following and was uh basically famous and at the same time though he was anonymous but then he had a face reveal and it was for basically like no other reason than just the, I guess, the shock factor of being able to do a face reveal. 
And the thing about face reveals is that you can never go back. Right. Because now, now he's trying to put the mask back on. And it's like, dude, no, it doesn't work that way. Once it's off, you can never put it back on. And what I like about the like anonymity aspect is that I can have two very separate lives. They don't mm. have to combine. So I can create a community over here that uh, knows me for like my music and all this stuff or like uh, my videos or uh, I like I'm popular to this community. But then I can also lead an entirely separate life that is like normal. <laughs> and like <laughs> I'm not saying I'm ever going to blow up over here and become like a famous superstar. But if you think about it, if you don't have that anonymity, celebrities who go into like uh, grocery stores and stuff, they can't just walk around, buy stuff normally. Sure. They either have to like have it door dashed to them or like get an assistant to do it, or they have to do it and get swarmed by people who are like, hey, can I get your autograph or something? Right. Once again, I'm not saying I'd ever be th at that point, but it's just I like having a certain separation there. And so that's kind of where the whole like VTuber thing came into being is right. I wanted more interactivity on my streams to be able to convey more stuff. Like use my hands, for instance, I'm very mm -hmm. animated. <laughs> uh, but I also didn't want to step past that barrier and pull like a dream, like face reveal. Oh, never mind. I'm putting the mask on. Right. I'm going to walk out in public with this mask on and everybody's going to recognize me. And it's just going to be super cringe. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's where that lies. That's the reasoning for all of that. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, I can, I can kind of I definitely understand the wanting to keep like the like the privacy, the privacy. And, and well, I mean, even it's funny because even like it doesn't take much, I don't think, before you start to get recognized, depending on like where you are. It's like Brahala has right. a pretty concentrated community of players in florida where i live mm -hmm. and so yeah. there have been a number of times where i've just been out and about and someone that i don't recognize will be like oh atrophius and i'm like wait what <laughs> like yeah and i'm like okay guys like i'm not that popular what is going on here like, <laughs> yeah like, like that's it's that's... a crazy experience right to, yeah like, you recognize um because like, even like like in game like brawlhalla just like random people being like hey i've watched your videos it's like whoa okay so yeah. this person i have no idea who they are knows who i am it's it's a weird feeling for sure yeah, yeah. like getting recognized in a movie theater or something is yeah it has a def it is a weird experience um oh my gosh i can only imagine but um oh yeah that also kind of plays into so i i needed a way to go to lands as well oh uh, like yeah that happens yeah in 2022 and i was like how am i gonna do this if i want to maintain my anonymity but i still want to go to lands and have a good time mm -hmm. so i went to amazon i searched clown outfit <laughs> i bought it i put it on and then i went to bcx basically it wasn't so. a clown outfit <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it feels, it's very, it's chunky in some ways. Right. Like, there's, there's a lot going on. I'll, I'll say that. And there's, there was a like lot a going clown, on. There's colors. 
everywhere. There's like flashing. My eyes are literally flashing whenever yeah. I'm talking to people. So <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great outfit. Are you going to do the same thing for uh, BCX this year? No, unfortunately, I don't think I can make it to BCX oh. this year. Yeah, but uh, it, it's, it sucks too because Cossacks and I were planning to do a couple of pretty cool videos together mm -hmm. as well. But unfortunately, things aren't really lining up, like unless gotcha. some miracle happens. Um, but at the same time, I guess I'll have that extra bit of cash to <laughs> put into content or something <laughs> in the meantime. True. So there's, look at True. the silver lining. <laughs> True. Sad thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's make that sad transition uh, and talk <laughs> about something a little more interesting. How, um, how did you come up with your name? I'm very curious, uh, like, uh, where Stefanofro comes from. Is that actually related to your actual name, or is it something that you came up with? It is. It is. Yeah, so it's pretty simple. Um, basically, it was a nickname my friends in high school came up for me. Because, oh, okay. um, like, my name, my first name is Steven. And then the, what they claimed that I had in Afro... Uh, Anybody who saw me at a land will see that I at least had curly hair <laughs> coming out coming out of the top of my top of my hood. Um, so yeah, they they dubbed me Stefan Afro. It it could have been um, Stefan Afro, but that didn't really flow well, so they made it Stefanofro. So a lot of people mispronounce okay. it at first yeah. as Stefan when actually right. it's Stefanofro. But I just like how that flows better. <laughs> yeah. It, it does flow better, but visually it does look like Stefan Afro. Yeah, so yeah. Visually it doesn't quite work as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty, that's probably the most common mispronunciation. Is there, um, yeah, yeah. Are there, are oh, there boy. other notable ones that you, uh, that you get a lot? Oh man. Wait, I have a whole list. If you don't mind me waiting for just a quick second. Sure. <laughs> okay. Let's see. There's Steph and the Fro. Steph un a fro with a U. There's <laughs> Steph Bro, Stefano Throw, which is kind of fair because that's my Twitter handle. Stefano Fro, but the last F is a PH. Okay. Steven Efro, but there are no A's. It's just all <laughs> E's. There's Steph Infection, like Staff Infection. <laughs> There's Stephanie Fro. Okay. Stephanie Afro with a Y in it. Steph in the afro, step on a fro. There are a lot of variations that I have seen, <laughs> and they just keep going. So that's amazing. I, I've been on it. I have five pages of let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So far, I have fifty different variations recorded. That's amazing. <laughs> I have a uh, I have a command on my Twitch stream that lists out a bunch of things that people have come up with. I think my favorite one so far is Astroplanetarium. <laughs> I don't I remember. That. I don't remember who came up with that, but they said it in chat one day, and one of my friends, who's a mod in the Twitch chat, was just like, "Nope, that's that's going in the command. We're just gonna make a command <laughs> of all these." And I'm pretty sure that was the one that triggered the creation of the command. Oh my gosh! Well, so, I do have to ask you, since you asked me where my name came from, where did you get your name from, Atrophius? I made it up. There's oh, you actually, just made it up? There's actually no crazy backstory to it. Um, people have 
People have asked me this before, and it's just like, I needed a name. I used to be big into um, text-based role-playing games, like MUDs, um, in, ah. in, in my youth. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Because that was like the big thing was, it was like, if you wanted to do an online role-playing game, your choices back in the day were like RuneScape uh -huh. and text-based like MMOs. And uh, I opted for the text route because I thought that... Uh, graphical MMOs back in the day were um, not overrated as or something. Well, not as expressive. Like there was like a limited amount uh. of, uh, there's a limited amount of realism that they were able to like get across um, back then mm -hmm. and still kind of now um, to this day. So I needed so to come just up with kind of pulled up a trophy. <laughs> just, I you liked the the sound of the vowels, the oh, yeah. consonants together. <laughs> Pretty much, I I needed a name, and I just kind of was typing some stuff out, and was like, "Atrophius sounds okay. We'll go with that." And that was and then Atrophius was born. And that was in like high school, so that would have been eleventh or twelfth grade. I would have been sixteen ish, roughly. I'm 36 now, so 20 years of Atrophius. It just oh, man, stuck. So you've had that for a long time. For yeah. me, like, I, I'm the same way. I I get annoyed when I have, like, people, I see people on Discord and stuff who change their name, like, on a weekly or a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, stick with one name. Please. Stick with one name. Like, Stefanofro, it's not cool, but, like, I'm sticking to it, and... I like it at this point. Like it's become who I am, so I'm not gonna change it. Yeah. No, I, I I feel the same way, and it's partially because I'm very bad at naming things, especially uh, like yeah. my, especially things that are related to me. And so when I came up with that, and it stuck, and I got to be kind of uh, well known, like in my friend circle for that name. Right. I was like, all right, well, this is it. I'm I'm not gonna change it. There's no point. <laughs> Because I'm not going to come up with anything better. And <laughs> this is... Well, I, I do I do have a, an admission. Um, so I used to have the name Seeker of Light. But you can probably okay. see some of the reasons why I changed it. Because I made that like back in middle school. And I was a big fan of Kingdom Hearts. I wanted something cool and slightly edgy. And so I was sure. like... Seeker sounds cool. Light is positive. I don't want to be dark. That's too edgy. <laughs> and so I went with Seeker of Light. And then my friends gave me that nickname. And I was like, you know what? I'll just go with that. I'll just go with that. Oh, yeah. That's actually... So kind of back into the origin of my name. Um, I, I made a Steam account because my friend wanted me to play uh, Minecraft or like Left 4 Dead okay. with them or something. And... Um, it was an IRL friend, of course, because I was making my first team account. I didn't really know yeah. anybody on the internet yet at that point. And my name was Seeker of Light. And I was like, uh, my friend doesn't know me as this name. So I'll just change it to what he calls me, which is uh, Okay. And so I changed it to that and it just never changed from there on out. It just stayed Stephanofro from that day forward. <laughs> Another reason that I ended up sticking with Atrophius was it was available everywhere. Nobody, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody used it, and so I was able to get 
like my Twitter account and like all of that stuff was just atrophious and I was like, well, if I can get this basically anywhere on the internet, I might as well oh, yeah. keep doing that's, it. That's one of the perks of having a unique name because I, I get that too. Like my Discord handle is just my name, yeah. Stefanofro. Yep. I, I have Stefanofro on basically every platform except Twitter, which made me very angry because <laughs> there's this random guy from like 2013 who's like a fan of Arsenal's, which is like a football team in the UK or something. Okay. And he has like two retweets and that's literally it. Nothing else on the account. It's at this point 10 years old. It hasn't been active in all that time. And he just so happened to choose the name Stefan and then have Afro at the end of it. And so I can't, I can't use that name and it pains me. <laughs> Yeah, I but hey, uh, Stefan <laughs> Throw is it's the next the next best thing because I'm known for throws. So I ran into the same problem with TikTok because uh, for the longest time I was like, eh, I don't need an I don't need a TikTok account. What am I gonna do on mm -hmm, TikTok aside right. from like maybe watch videos occasionally? And I was like, oh well, I should I should put some Brahala content on TikTok, and somebody already has a Trophius and they're not active. <laughs> of course, it's a dead account. And it's like, uh, I need to trademark it. I just yeah. need to trademark oh, yeah. it. I, I so was thinking <laughs> about doing that. I just need to trademark it so that I can put in like a trademark request when somebody takes my <laughs> name. <laughs> One thing I heard though is Twitter, or I guess X now. Um, I, I'm not sure if it's still true, but they only sometimes, um, especially if it's like a, like an individual or something, honored trademarks if it was made before the account that has it for oh, tiktok yeah. it's probably a little bit different i'm hoping because i don't know it, it's hard to tell but I, I got really lucky with tiktok because i waited very long to make a tiktok account because it's like <laughs> this is a cringe platform i do not want to <laughs> touch what is happening over there and then i realized you know what it's legitimately a decent platform for growth right. and at, to this day and age it's gotten a little bit better and like just being purely abhorrent mm -hmm. it's gotten a little bit better i mean there's still a lot of stupidity on there but i don't it's know a, it's, it's, it's a viable platform it, yeah it, it's, it's improved it's also where um the younger generation likes to hang out these days and if you want to make yeah, content yeah. that reaches that group or that audience TikTok is probably one of the best and it's, places. It's to mandatory, do it. basically. So, yeah. yeah. So, and, and considering, yeah, I got lucky that Stefanofro was still available. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, I was gonna say, and, and considering the the general audience of Brahalla, <laughs> that's pro probably <laughs> right. not a bad place to be. True, true. Didn't even think about that. It, it's definitely like on the well, it's kind of on the younger side, but the most active players are. Like in their upper teens, I would say. Yeah, upper no. teens, young adult. I, but like the I, newer players are probably really young. I would say the thing that surprised me the most about Brawlhalla recently is that uh, when I was looking into like some audience metric stuff, it actually skews quite a bit older than I thought it would. Like, there's a lot yeah. of people that like work full time jobs, and some of some of them even have yeah. families that like spend a lot of time playing Brawlhalla, and that surprised me. I thought I was one of the few. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, there's, like, there's people I know, since I've play, been playing the game since 2015, I've been around for 
a while now. Yeah. I'm, I'm also basically a Brawlhall old man. <laughs> right. And there's people I knew from the start or like heard about um, who are now like married. They have kids and whole families. Mm -hmm. And it's just like crazy to see the progression of people just growing up, just the community yeah. growing up. Uh, like with the game that just keeps getting older and can't get younger in any way. Like that that's just how things work. The popular people who absolutely love it, who are the most passionate about it, they stick around. And I mean, time passes. <laughs> yeah, I got and involved. It's crazy in... how fast it does. Right. Yeah, I got involved in the uh the esports stuff because um they were at CEO Dreamland, which was in Orlando, which is pretty close to where I uh... live. And so well I was like I mean, if I'm playing this game as much as I am, even if I'm bad at it, I'm still going to go to this <laughs> land that's like a half an hour away. Right. That would make no sense not to go. And so I did that, and I got to meet all of these players that were like people that I'd talked to online and played against. And it was just such a, I don't know, it was such a good experience that I was like, damn, I just want to do more of that. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And so... It's it's especially convenient when it is close to you because right. it can be really difficult to like book a flight and make mm -hmm. like plans, get an Airbnb and all of that. So when it is nearby, it's always, it's easy. So it's, it's not that they do it in major cities and they even do it like internationally for mm -hmm. people over in like the UK and all that. Um, in the future, we may even see more locations, more lands. I would hope so, which would be amazing because it looks like the devs are just continuing to push the game to grow yeah. and it hasn't stopped growing which is insane yeah no i agree and um they i think it was not the most recent one but i think it was either a week or two ago they announced for this most recent patch um all like additional support they're adding for like locals and things like that to make it easier to run offline events uh for Brahma. oh yeah that's cool which is, oh yeah i feel like i vaguely remember hearing about that like they're <laughs> providing resources to make things like that easier yep. and there are a lot of people who are doing that like i know Coslix is he does a lot of lands over in canada yep just like local ones that he can host which is pretty awesome he's he's a powerhouse he does a lot of stuff he really does um yeah and just making that more accessible to more people to do in where they live that's like the recipe for success mm -hmm. <laughs> providing the tools to make something grow yep no i agree well we're getting pretty close to the end of our time do you have anything that do you have any anything interesting that i haven't asked about that you would want to make sure ends up in one of these videos uh that's a good question um other than the fact that I plan to be like making more content, um, especially starting like next month in November, mm. I have a lot of songs <laughs> that I've been working on. Okay. It wasn't because I was necessarily planning to, it just kind of started happening because I like making music. Mm -hmm. So that's something that's going to happen. Um, other than that, no, not really. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, any anything you want to shout out before we wrap up um, your channel? Any videos coming up soon other than the ones that you talked about earlier in November? Uh, sure. So 
As you know, I'm Stefanofro. You can see it by the name that is down below me. I make music videos. I do montages. I very rarely stream on Twitch, but I do like doing it. And you should be there. Actually, actually, no, don't. Don't go to don't go to the streams. You're terrible. I, I take the that streams, back. The streams are yeah. not terrible. Ignore him. <laughs> no, you don't want it. <laughs> they, there's so much stuff that happens that shouldn't happen on a Twitch stream. So yeah, that, that's just a general shout out. My name is Safadover. I I make things. That's it. There we go. Yeah, that that works. That was my finger. That was my finger breaking. That was awesome. All right. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I was really excited to do this one. Yeah, so I'm yeah. Glad, I'm glad that uh, you came on. Of course. Oh, also, we never, we never mentioned how we actually teamed at DreamHack oh, Dallas. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's I, I, true. I think that's a pretty fun fact to share. Because uh, I'm surprised you agreed to team with me. Because at first, at first, I was going to apologize for <laughs> just being a terrible teammate. But then I realized it's also kind of your fault because you went in full well knowing who you were teaming. With. <laughs> And that was completely on your volition. So you're the one to blame yep. for whatever performance I had there. <laughs> totally my fault. <laughs> no, I had a lot of fun. No, that was great. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, Dallas was awesome. It, yeah. it was great. And I can't wait to just because I'm not going to BCX doesn't mean I don't plan to go to other lands in the future. So nice. there is still the plan to do that. Nice. That's so, yeah. awesome. Thanks. So thanks for having me. This this was awesome. Yep. <laughs> But thanks for coming on, and I hope you have a good night. I hope you do too. <laughs> thanks for watching episode 6 of Brahalla Origins. Episode 7 comes out next week on October 23rd. Our next guest is Noel. Leave a comment on YouTube or tweet at me with the hashtag Brahalla Origins to let me know your thoughts on the show. If you enjoyed this and want to see more, please subscribe and share. Don't forget to check out BrawlAcademy.com. Thanks. <laughs>